1: How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au BSV. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Let's let's get our focus back. Dame Valerie Adams called time on her storied career yesterday. She won Olympic gold in Beijing in 2008, London 2012, a silver at Rio, and then bronze in Tokyo last year. Adams is also a four-time world champ, four-time indoor world champ, three-times Commonwealth Games champion, and at 37 years uh, married to Gabriel and two beautiful children, it's time to be around them a bit more. Now, a lady that followed Val in professional capacity for many years is former News Hub reporter Michelle Pickles, uh, one of the good ones. And she's now working for Sport New Zealand. Hey, Pax, how are you?
0: <laughs> Mr. McIver, it's been a while. Oh, I,
1: I love the mister, though. So, so our, <laughs> our respect still stands for each other, which is great. <laughs> what, what, what was your reaction to Val's announcement yesterday?
0: Oh, gee. Um, yeah, sadness, but I'm really happy for her because, you know, I know how tough the last um, few years have been you know I mean I have been away from journalism for five years now but I obviously have still followed her and um, what she's been up to and I know it's been really hard um, so sadness um, but yeah also happiness for her and you know she has such an amazing story career um, and I think what she's done um, for her sport and for her country and the contribution she's made is just outstanding and um, you know unparalleled really.
1: Okay, so now as they say in modern terms, we're going to unpack this from your perspective. <laughs> oh God, when did I you? F- <laughs> I know, me too. But actually, your boss your boss used it with me the other night on extra time. <laughs> she, we, we were talking about something. She said, "Steve, it's something we need to unpack." I said, "No, Raylene, it's not." But I'll, I'll put my feet up on the couch anyway. Uh, when did she, you? She's one of the good ones. <laughs> oh, oh yes, she is. When did you first come into contact with Val?
0: Oh, gee. So uh, before the Beijing uh, Olympics, so 2008, and I have to tell <laughs> this is funny because I've never actually ever told Val this, but I did an interview with her um, leading up into the Olympics, and we were doing one-on-one interviews, and she was one of my one-on-ones, and I'd never interviewed her before, and I was... So nervous, I actually was packing myself or crapping myself, as Valerie would say, mm. um, because, you know, she even back then, uh, she just had this massive standing in, in the sport and in the community. And she was just um, such an amazing athlete and uh, had sometimes been a little bit prickly with media back early mm-hmm. on in the piece. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, this is going to be really interesting and she was just delightful and I think, you know, that interview kind of turned into me covering her for nine years and um, just some amazing memories and moments and fantastic interviews. And I just always found her so honest and um, she's so such a straight shooter, straight talker. You know, it always gives you an honest answer and I loved that about her as a journalist.
1: I, I think, Michelle, and I, I'm in the same boat, I've interviewed Val a number of times, but I think the one thing, if you really want to dig deep, you have to earn her trust, don't you?
0: yes yes absolutely stephen that's really it's a really good point um, val so one of one of the things that Val is is loyal and um, she has a lot of people around her, and those people are the people that have taken the journey with her and um she you know she absolutely has to trust them, and you know you'll know those people like you know obviously her family but also. Lou and JP and all of the people that have helped her get to where she is today. Um, but you you do find as a journalist, and I found that as I kept interviewing her over the years and following her, you know, around the world, really, and and covering a lot of her stories, our relationship got better and better. And and she did. I trusted her, and she trusted me, and it made such a massive difference. And it always does. As a journalist, relationships are the most important thing, right? Yeah, oh, <laughs> um, completely. Have.
1: Yeah. yeah, but did you ever feel compromised, though? Did you ever... There were a couple of times I knew stuff and you knew you couldn't say anything. Did you ever ever have moments like that that you can now share? Um,
0: n- n- uh, not really. Oh, No, not really with Val. Um, Look, there were things that, you know, I did stories on that I knew way before I did the story on, but I knew that I was going to do the story on them. So that was okay. And I, you would never, ever... Um, Compromise that situation as a journalist You know um, And if you're told something off the record Personally for me as a journalist I would never ever publicly divulge that information Because that's just not what you do But um, yeah, no, not really I can't, no, not not that I can remember
1: When you talk about her life Having been difficult over the last five years How much has she changed From that character Of 2008, if at all
0: Um I think she's become more comfortable with who she is and in herself, um, not just as an athlete, but as a person. Um, well, give
1: me an example. Like, I, give, I, give me an example, Pix, of, of her not being comfortable with herself in the early days.
0: I think well, as I said earlier, I think originally she wasn 't that comfortable with media and because she hadn 't done a lot right, so she became Olympic champion, and then you know everyone wanted a piece of her and I think the more you do something like that, the more you have to do interviews and interact with media, the better you get and as you say, the more you start to trust the people that you're often doing interviews with so like you know personally from my perspective I the interviews that I did with Val I always enjoyed she was one of the my my favorite athletes to interview because I had such a good relationship with her um but I'm not but I'm not sure what other journalists that you know if, if they were going along as the first time they were interviewing Val I personally don't think they would probably get the interview that you would get if you had the relationship with Val um so it, it's very much about that relationship and that trusting and I think that she matured as an athlete and a person, and also just became more relaxed, right? Because, I mean, some of the interviews that she does, she's very funny. She's absolutely hilarious and doesn't mind, you know, speaking her mind. And that those are the best interviews. And I think that that became more and more. She just became more relaxed and realised that she could just be herself. Well, and, and she was. And I think her interviews are amazing. Well, I,
1: I'll give you an example of that. Uh, Tokyo last year, I was talking to her. I was in the studio at Sky Television in Wellington. She was in Tokyo. And uh, we, we always joke with each other. And I said so um, uh, so okay, so when are you calling it quits? And she just looked me down the down the barrel and went, you th- what you think you're special, you actually think you're special, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna give you so that. Girl. Forget it." So so do you do you have any of those moments? Can you remember an interview that really struck home with you?
0: Oh gee um. I, uh, to be honest, it was probably not one of those moments, but the interview that I will always remember with Val was um, when she had found out she'd won gold in London when she was cheated out of it by yeah. Yeah. um the drug seat, and she had gone back to Switzerland. I was in London. We had just finished um, covering the Olympics. I had absolutely no voice, and uh, we found out that she had won gold, and my, my cameraman and I flew to Switzerland and did an interview with her for Campbell Live, and that was just, it was just amazing to see this person who, you know, had been through so much, obviously, at the London Olympics, not just kind of thinking she had gotten silver, but everything that had gone on beforehand. And just the pure joy of finding out finding out that she had won gold. But also, I think, the disappointment of realising she'd been robbed of that moment. Um, and that interview for me really stands out. It was just um, yeah, it was just amazing to see her and all the the emotion that was going through her and she was just ecstatic but kind of sad at the same time. Um but yeah, that one in Switzerland. And then and then we thought we had like an hour to get to the to the feed point and we had um we were actually like an hour's drive away. Um, and we thought we were five minutes' drive away. And she told us, no, you're actually you're like an hour's drive away. And we only just made it to air. But it was one of those moments where you just go, oh, my God, I can't believe I got that interview for a start. And then we actually got it to air. So, hey.
1: <laughs> you, you talk about sort of excited and sad. Was there any anger at, at, at initially being robbed?
0: Yes. Yes, I think so. Um well, wouldn't you be? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh completely. <laughs> you know, particularly, particularly, you know, in uh, the, the way it happened. Um, yes, definitely. But, you know, uh, she she was quite philosophical about about it because at the end of the day, it's happened and it's done and she's very outspoken about drugs. You know, always has been, always will be. She's been the victim of it, so that's understandable. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely anger. But... You know, I think overriding was the fact that she had actually been vindicated and she got that gold medal. So, yeah, I think it's a moment. I think I saw her last night say that it's a, you know, she looks back now and it's it's a good story. Um, that she'll always tell. And um, yeah, it's just one of those moments in her very story career.
1: Yeah, Michelle, stay with me. I've just got a couple of other things I want to talk to you about about Valerie Adams. It's 9.42 here on SENZ with the Smithy Simon. Is this a chat about Valerie with media navel gazing? No, these are different stories about Valerie, and everybody has an opinion. But uh, thanks for yours on the Timberbed Bed Post text line 8833. She has made such an, a big impact on the sporting public. And how big do you think, Michelle Pickles, that impact has been?
0: Oh, massive! On the sporting public, or I mean, on the sport, on our country, on everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's huge, really, isn't it? I, you look at, I mean, you just look at some of our stats, which have obviously been, um, you know, published and broadcast mm-hmm. over the over the last kind of twenty four hours or twelve hours or whatever it's been. Um, but you know, I just kind of look at. Um, she won in Beijing with uh, twenty fifty six. And the winner gong in Tokyo won with two thousand and fifty eight you know so you just kind of look at at, at you know and that was a her at her peak, and of course she won came through to Tokyo and won bronze, but she was ahead of her time, right you know her best is twenty one twenty four and ridiculously, I think she 's still like twenty third or twenty fourth on the all time list, which is crazy you know <laughs> because obviously she 's behind probably a lot of um, people who were you know what? Um, but I just, I just think you know the streak, the 56 elite um, competitions in a row. I just don't think. I think we'll struggle to see anyone like her, um, you know, in the future. To be honest, that has done what she has done in the sport, and also for her community and for the country. And I, you know, I just think she leaves an amazing legacy. <laughs>
1: Do you feel that her ability to adjust when she went through three coaches, and it was all amicable, Kirsten Hellier, Jean-Pierre, and the last one, whose name is, uh, he's currently Tom Walsh's coach. uh, Do you think her ability to adjust and desire to keep learning is one of the reasons she stayed ahead?
0: Yes. Um, Yeah, I do. I think, you know, she's very astute, right? And so, I think that, you know, all of those changes in coaches, well, I mean, the, the, JP, the JP one was difficult, right, because he was in Swi- Switzerland, yes. she was here, she had spent a long time living in Switzerland away from family, and I think realised that she obviously couldn't do that anymore with kids, um, so that was one of the things that, I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I think maybe she probably would have stayed with JP if she could, but the logistics of that was just too hard. Um, But she was always learning and wanting to get better. And I mean, you know, we've seen that in her. And, you know, I mean, some of those videos she used to put on, on social media of the training that she did, you know, even when she was pregnant, she just was always pushing herself beyond the realms of what I think most people would ever push themselves. And that was her just wanting to be the best. Um, and to be, you know, as good as she possibly could be.
1: Is she a planner? Because now she has to plan for a life without routine. And as we have seen on many occasions, professional athletes struggle with normal life.
0: Oh, look, I don't, I don't know. So it's interesting, Stephen, because, uh, like, I covered her as a journalist, but, you know, uh, we weren't friends. Well, we were professional yeah. friends, but not as in personal friends, because you can't be as a journalist. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, because you never know when you're going to have to cover that story. That's going to be difficult. So, um, personally, look, I, I absolutely I think as a as an elite athlete, you have to be a planner, right? You've got so many people around you and your high performance team around you, which are all, who are always planning for you to make sure that you're at your peak at the right time. So, yes, I think every athlete has to be a planner. I think that Val. I think that she will have a plan as to what she wants to do next. There's a movie being made about her, so I guess that's you no know, next. She's going to be a movie star. <laughs> um, but I think that she will definitely have a plan. But I think also, you know, having not been a elite, elite athlete, I don't exactly know. But I think it is difficult, as you say, to transition. And I think she probably realizes that. And there are also. Um, there are people within high performance sport that can help you with that athlete life advisors that help you with those transitions as well. Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of help and support around these athletes. Um, but I would say she's definitely got a plan for what she wants to do. But I think right now she just wants to be with her kids and her husband and her family. And, you know, she's still going to coach, um, Lisa. Um, so, you know, hopefully she can actually just enjoy it, um, for the moment before kind of keep thinking about too much about what she wants to do next pretty
1: pretty cool that she can coach a soccer
0: yeah, oh, it's amazing, you know, watching her at the Paralympics and watching Lisa win gold, and she was just delighted. And that must be, it must be amazing to be able to give back, which is what Val has always wanted to do, is to give back to her sport and to her community and to her country. And I think that's what she's doing with Lisa, and I think it's just fantastic. So, you know, great if she can take Lisa through to Paris and, and win again. You know, what an amazing accomplishment.
1: Michelle Pickles, it is always a pleasure to chat. It's been far too long. Uh, is hubby still a petrolhead <laughs> like yourself? Yes. Okay. Hasn't, yes, he is, had bought any more cars, <laughs> <laughs> built any more cars?
0: No, n- no. <laughs> that oh, is what? a big fat
1: no. <laughs> oh, you don't want him to build any more cars? <laughs>
0: well, oh, oh look, that's a, that's a chat over a glass
1: of wine, Stephen. <laughs> All right, okay, we'll leave it. Hey, Pix, really lovely talking to you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on Val Adams, and uh, go well at uh, Sport New Zealand.